We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. March has arrived and we're only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online. And open an account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest. It starts March 15th. That's right, I said $100,000 and March 15th. You don't need to be hardcore to get in on the action. And with multiple entries available, it's this season's best chance to cash in. And remember, the NBA, the XFL, they're still going strong. So whatever your passion is, Bet Online is the place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, Bet Online, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, BLUEWIRE, for your 50% sign-up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. What's up, everybody? James Bond, are you here? Yes, I, of course I'm okay, here. Just, I'm a professional. All right. Well, of course. Professional. I just want to make sure your mics are good. It looks like mics are good. Let us know in chat before we officially start the episode because I'm not a good sound checker, James. I'm not at all. You, Gibbs, I think your production quality is unrivaled. Okay? It, don't you don't, don't get is, down on yourself. It is unrivaled. I'm just not sure which way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds good to me. So we're just, I, I think we're just going to flow with it. We're just gonna all right, let's do so, it. All right, all right, hold on. I got to hit my record button and make sure I wait an extra half second because the last time on YouTube, it's it was like, come to the half flip, not welcome to the half flip. It was, yeah, it was, it wasn't great. All right, let's do it. Excellent. James, sorry to screw in my intro. <laughs> welcome oh, to the half flip. No, it's fine. Welcome to the half flip, <laughs> everybody. I'm here with beautiful James Bot. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Gibbs. We had another crazy week of RLCS. We did. And I can't wait to talk all about it. But there is a discussion that we have to have first before we get into this. Uh, the Half Flip, um, if you guys don't know, is a short form part 
uh, podcast where you can go on twitch.tv slash prediction esports to watch it live normally around 3 p.m. Eastern. This week we had to do it at noon, probably later on in the season. We might have to do it later, but we'll figure it out. The times just check on Twitter on myself's Twitter or James Bot's Twitter to uh, see when we go live. Uh, so it'll be on there. It's also on Spotify and iTunes. The links will be in the descriptions when you are watching this. And it'll be on my YouTube as well as Prediction Esports YouTube. But, James. Yes. So people kind of already know because we kind of spoil it with the title. But we have to have a quick half flip or ball chase segment at the start of the show. Okay. All right, James. What do you think of the title of this podcast as the half flip? Half flip or ball chase on this? You know, I'm going to have to half flip on this, Gibbs. <laughs> so so we're not very smart people, me and James. We also are not well, very good at naming things. James, I'm throwing you under the bus, too. You can't say that. It's I'll, tough to think of names true, for things. You can't true. think of everything. It is very true. So, drum roll, even though everyone already knows what it is. It is now called the pre-flip, which makes so much more sense. It's it like, honestly does. Yeah, we're we're talking about things before it happens. Mostly, we don't really recap that much, so we're pre-flipping. We're doing next this week. for prediction. Exactly. Two. It was right in front of our face. Yes. Exactly. I don't know how we didn't see it. We saw it as a Reddit comment when we announced it. We're like, you know what? That's yeah. genius. And then we were like, the two E's, even more yeah. genius. It just takes yeah. us like t- like ten extra days to become geniuses. Yep. The fact that we were are doing this for prediction, that was the turn that was like the, the point where I'm just like, okay, we have to do it. Yes. Like there was no choice. So we need to find out who that Reddit user was and send him some something. There you go. Now, um the other thing, this is still pre flip episode two. I'm not gonna start confusing everyone by recalling this episode one or something like that. It's still episode two. You guys will just know who's been there from the start, how it all began, all right? Simple as that. So we're in pre-flip episode two. A lot of things to talk about, James. So the first thing we're going to talk about is our must-see games from this past week. And I'll start. And I'm going to go with Dignitas Mouse. I thought that series, you don't have to look at numbers for the series. Just watch the play on the field. And we're looking at two great teams that should be at the World Championship. It was just phenomenal play by both sides, an incredibly close series. Dignitas reverse sweeps to win 3-2. But even when they were down 2-0, and I think game three also went to overtime, and I was like, it doesn't really matter um, if Dig loses this. Like, it's so incredibly close between these guys. And then, of course, Dig ran it all the way back. But I felt like that series was so incredibly uh, competitive, but also well played by both teams yeah it gives it gives me hope for mouse because uh i've kind of like i've i've always been a mouse fan just because i'm a huge cookser fan i love cooks ever since uh he did stuff for gold rush uh and getting to hang out with him in real life i've always been a huge cooks fan and i'm always rooting for them and speed's a character i love the guy Hmm. but i've always you know like at least the beginning of the season especially even in their wins i haven't been uh too encouraged by mouse and even though they did get a loss here uh, with the way they played Dig, I, I'm feeling a lot more confident about Mouse uh, placing well enough to at least make a champion or world championship run potentially. Sure. Uh, which which is it's it's good. I'm happy about it. And that series just shows you how good Dignitas is as well. Yeah. That was a good pick, Gabe's good pick. Oh, thank you, thank you. But my only concern for Mouse is that like they showed up. But will they only show up because they're playing Dignitas, right? They have to make sure they show up against the bottom feeders and just destroy them. That's what I need to see now. 
Uh, but again, it was very close, and they will be in that playoff hunt. But like, they just need to show this week in and week out. That is the main uh, issue yes. so far. But again, incredibly close. Like I think the uh, like overall it was eight goals to seven. So super close series across the board. But Dignitas prevails. Both didn't shoot that well because I thought both defenses were great on both sides. But enough about Dignitas Mouse. What do you got, James? So this was tough for me because I have two series that I, I, I really want to suggest. So I'll start with my honorable mention uh, is the Ghost versus the Susquehanna Sonics. Yeah, the, the game yeah. five. That one, uh, you you just need to watch it for entertainment value, but I'm not going to dive into it. The one that I really want to talk about is the is the match that I perfectly predicted. Perfectly predicted. Three to uh. one. Barcelona over reciprocity. That series was that series was crazy. Diva one game had 10 saves. You have to see this series to believe it. It was it was one of those rare RLCS series where it, you just are having trouble believing your eyes. You have to watch this Barcelona reciprocity series. One of the greatest defensive performances from a single player in a series that they win yeah. that you've ever seen. It was insane. Plus or minus 35 shot differential. And that team wins the series 3-1. Like, I'm just going to say it's a record until someone tells me it's not. Because that doesn't happen. That doesn't, doesn't happen a lot. Like, a 35 shots alone in four games is pretty good. But to be... Plus 35 shots for reciprocity, man. Oh, I felt so bad for them because I felt like they had the good shots and Diva would save them. Then they would like finally open it up for like, all right, here's their chance. And they hit crossbar. They hit post or they throw it directly down the middle. I'm like, oh, shooting close. Shooting was a problem for reciprocity. Uh, but I mean, they were still, they still looked very scary. Like they, oh, yeah. they were setting up chances. They had possession. Barcelona is a, is an offensive team. And the thing that uh, I think for Barca fans that they're going to be really happy about is that they've shown that their defense can hold up to scrutiny as well. Yeah. So they're a very well-rounded team, but for reciprocity, uh, you have to start to, to worry a little bit for Chaussette and you know, how things are panning out for Chaussette because so much of the team relies on him playing uh, well. Yeah. And the dynamics not there for reciprocity and it hasn't been there for a while uh when you're talking about the big stage. They obviously had that dismal world championship performance and now they're sitting at 2 and 2 in league play when everyone put them at number 1. Uh and they and they've also lost to uh, Veloce. And so, you know, I'm not saying Veloce is a bad team, but that is is a is a game where if you're put at number 1 in Europe, you need to you need to win that game. So, yeah. it's uh Interesting spot for reciprocity now moving forward. Yeah, like uh, that there was uh, some of those chances where it's like, all right, uh, Barcelona's on defense for like two minutes straight. They get out for one scoring chance and score. That just is so demoralizing for reciprocity. So, yeah, they've lost to now Barca and Veloce. They haven't played who at the beginning of the season we thought was the top four, Mouse, Vitality, and Dig. So their schedule is not any easier going forward. They obviously will have some games that are a little bit more gimmies, but... They still have a shot at top oh. two, but they have to take down these teams, like all three of those teams at this yes. point. Yes, and so. and one thing I need to say is watch the Flakes Proteus flick. <laughs> go watch, go look at that play. If you're just going to look at one play from that series, go watch that play. Yep. He uh, he he <laughs> he's won me over. Okay, I Flakes. I respect the guy. I I, I love him. Okay, he's good. He's great. Speaking of that. Uh, Fantastic transition into our new segment called The Soapbox, 
where this week I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here, James, and we're going to talk about car choice because okay. people are I like, love it. because I Some see people it, don't know the details. Yeah, I see it all the time on Reddit where people are like, oh, you know, I'm just going to use Octane or I'm going to use Dominus. It's like, guys, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Like even Octane to Dominus when you're like in champion, not even close to Grand Champion. I won't say that none of it matters, but go ahead. So I'm saying more for those lower level players where they're like, oh, it really it really makes my game different. I'm like, guys, you're not good enough yet for that really to make a difference. You are so savage, Gibbs. There, <laughs> There is small differences. And as long as you know those small differences and you play, then it's fine. Like, yes. So like if I had an Octane and I'm going into a game, but it, like my car is actually a Dominus, like I, but I think it's an Octane. Sure, there's some small differences there that will screw me up. But if you know going in, it really doesn't matter. Then, of course... All the hitboxes are the same for all the octanes, and there's like 35 of them in the game. It doesn't matter which car you choose. Choose whatever you want, because people are always like, you know, I really like the Fennec right now, and I'm like, guys, it's the same car as the octane. It doesn't matter. It's all placebo. That's all it is. Now, I know, James, you have one issue with the Scarab. Yes, yes. So well, let's get to that talk, and I'm going to bring this up on the screen for people at home okay. to, to look at here. Uh, and so let me and this is now. something this is something that I will also say is important to every car uh, because while the hit boxes are all the same, the handling is the same. The placement of the hit box sure. is what's important here. So this is why you can use different cars and get used to it. And it, this it doesn't really matter what car you use as long as you use it a lot and you get used to the placement of the hit box. So mm -hmm. I, when people say that all, all the hit boxes are the same, you know. I say yes, but you need to make sure whatever car you're playing on that the hitbox is in a spot where you're comfortable. Because for me, the scarab, I just can't play the scarab because I don't know how the ball's going to react because the, the sh hitbox is shifted so far forward that my dribbling is messed up. Okay. Like I can't dribble on the scarab. I can't uh, get the really, really slight aerial touches because there's some plays where you need to have pinpoint accuracy. Uh, where you're hitting it with just the per the right um, uh, part of your hitbox, and when you see there on the wheels, the hitbox is actually extended out to where the car doesn't even have, you know, any part of it. So yeah. you're hitting it with with the air. All right. So for me, because I don't play Scarab, I just wouldn't be able to get the 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 really precise touches. Sure. That's that's my only. Thing. Now I know you're an Octane main in terms of hitbox normally, but uh, do you ever use the Dominus? No, I used to start out on Dominus. For me, it's just a, a play style thing. I get used to being able to dribble a ball off the wall or take it up the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And when I have a flat hitbox, I find myself driving underneath the ball too much. So I don't like to switch okay. that much, but I have used the Dominus in the past. So now, James, now you're pretty good at Rocket League. So I could see where it could matter for you. But people that don't aerial dribble, which is, you know, 99.9% .9 of the people, including myself who barely oh, yeah. ever like aerial <laughs> dribbles, I don't think it matters as often just because it's like you you're probably not going for those small touches like i don't even look at my car most of the time while i'm playing rocket league you just kind of know it's there and you know what you're about to hit it with like i barely look at it so that's why I like hitbox to me and i'm garbage it doesn't matter as much but yeah, the scarab is the only outlier really for me sure yeah yeah now my argument is so we see here like on the scarab it's about like a box and a half like according to this grid where it's just open space, where there is no car, but there is a hitbox. I'm just going to show you the Dominus for a second, which will take a little bit. i got to scroll through here. Um, but the Dominus, if you look, the ball just eats into the bumper like crazy. And that's about a box and a half as well. 
So it's like but, I feel but like to it's, me it's different because because with there's the, with the there, dominance it's inward. Yeah, it's yeah. inward. So uh, the fact that it's pushed out into nothing, that's kind of sure. the detractor sure. for me. But I totally agree, and I see what you're saying. And 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 even with the scarab, and even with the hitbox shift. You can negate it by just practicing it. Oh, so that's my yeah, yeah. that's my only that was my my point is if you don't haven't practiced on the scarab and you're not used to the hitbox shift, then it could negatively affect your ability to to dribble the ball and to make plays uh, if you haven't played it a lot. And honestly, when I watched Flakes play on the scarab, the one series is it's the worst series that he's played. Like that was he played the worst in the ser- series that he used the scarab when he used the gizmo. Sure, he was okay. amazing. Yeah, you know, and, now, and if you go, my yeah, argument if, for that is maybe slight bias too of like you're looking for those touches because you want to argue against it maybe a little bit. But there was a couple that, that would be a fun YouTube oh, video. Man. But there was he, he <laughs> lets he let a lot of them get away from him. Like yeah. it was like I could tell. Maybe I was a little biased, but uh, he he. If you if you go back and rewatch the series, it could have even been nerves. You know, it was yeah, like yeah. his first series. And to be so. fair, like I think we all have biases in different ways like that when we're watching a game where I'm like, I think TSM's garbage. And then when they do like I'm gonna emphasize all the times where they're Wait, just hot. You don't trash. think TSM's that good? <laughs> yeah, I Look know. This surprising, surprising, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh but my other thing, real quick, and we're gonna go back to my soapbox here, is like Anyone that is not like pro level or, you know, at least like 1800 grand champs, somewhere around there. It's like, guys, it really it really doesn't matter. Just play with what you're comfortable with. But when people so I saw this Reddit post and this Reddit post, I don't understand. Maybe you can explain this to me, James, where he says, you know, cooks on the Batmobile is great and all. But like Mouseports could never win with three Batmobiles. What what does that mean? (laughs) Like, what does that mean? Why would Cooks use a Batmobile if, the, for some reason, on your team you have three Batmobiles, you're at a disadvantage? I What what does that even mean? I feel like people make up the weirdest things about hitboxes that just have no truth in it whatsoever. Like, all the yeah, hitboxes no bearing on reality. are viable. Yeah, and I'm like, it does, what, it, like it, what does that mean, James? Please explain. <laughs> I just think that it, it means that the... I honestly don't want to give any credit to it. Honestly, Gibson, that is what, it's okay. one of the dumbest comments that I've heard. The, the the hitbox it really doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't mean anything. As long as you're comfortable, the with flat it. cars. Yeah, yeah as, as long as you're comfortable with it, it doesn't matter what you're driving. It really doesn't. It's just about being comfortable on it. You even see Turbo playing in the Skyline a while back. Yeah, Sad yeah. Junior playing in the Takumi. It, do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't that's, matter. That's always the thing when people are like, "Oh wow, we have a three Dominus team coming up." It's like. Please tell me talking points for this because I don't know any of like, oh, oh, three Dominus versus three Octane. I wonder how this is going to go. It's like, it's all the same. Sure, they'll chip the ball a little bit more or like you maybe slightly more power when they twist on the Dominus, maybe slightly, but it doesn't matter when it's three Dominus versus three Octane. It's like, it doesn't give any advantages anywhere. It's just whatever you're comfortable with. We're finally starting oh. to see people get enlightened, though, Gibbs. I know. Thank They're, you, Flakes. It's finally I, happening. I do appreciate it from Flakes. I really don't care what car he uses because I don't, you know, like, it's a good, fun thing to talk about. But it, but at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, well, you know, whatever. I yeah. don't care what people use as long as uh, the cars look good. I'm still going to use so the Fennec. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's Fennec. fine. That's fair enough. But it's all placebo. And that is the, the one weird thing, I think, too, for the pros where, like, there's a lot of placebo effect on them too, which I'm surprised when you're that good that you still have that effect on you, but I guess it still happens. But that's the end of my rant about car choices. Just please don't go into Reddit and be like, you know, if only Cloud9 used three Dominuses versus G2, they could have won it. 
Just please don't do that. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're comfortable with, use. Uh, all right, James. I'm done with my rant. Do, do you, you have feel any better, last words on car choice? Anything whatsoever? Uh, just just to, to you know, pick, follow your heart, people. Follow your heart. Look at all the cars. And whichever one looks best to you, just use it. And then make it your own. And use the heart um, antenna as well. Uh, obviously. Obviously. Or that the, adds to your mm-hmm. Oh, I actually do have one more thing that I forgot to bring up. Now, James, I am a genius in this hitbox uh, talk here. Real oh, quick. yeah? I'm going to bring it up. So if you watch the stream here real quick. I have uh, the stream up. Okay. Always. So I am a genius because on the Octane, like Octane has a lot of empty space on the oh, top of Gibbs. its hitbox. And you know what fits perfectly? The pigeon this? topper. I assume the beak is like eaten inside that ball. Like it's not. No, that's way too big. The hard hat. It's the perfect hitbox for the octane. I am a genius, and I've always known it. Thank you very much. That's all. I have all right, I'll about. give you that. <laughs> the, you, the pictures they don't lie. Exactly. Worth a thousand it, words. It's right there. It's right there. The proof is in the pudding. We had some good pudding, uh, by the way, like in the fridge at the caster thing. It was great. It was I, what, we had pudding. Yeah, there's pudding now. So. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Leaf showed me. It's great. It's fantastic. Dude, Leaf is stashing <laughs> the... He's stashing the pudding. Oh, he probably is. He probably is. All right. We're going to move on. We're, we're going to get to our half-flipper ball chase segment. Probably a little shorter because we have this big doubleheader this weekend, so we want to talk a lot about those matchups coming up. Um, so let's get into it. I just have two for this half-flipper or ball chase segment. First off, we're going to talk about the top six. Uh, is it locked for North America, do you think? That would be, the top six would be, hold on, let me bring it up. G2, NRG, the Sonics, Thanks. SSG, E United, no. and the Knights. No, so I'm thinking Ghost over E United, and I think that's where it's completely locked. With no uh, E United, because E United's schedule's been kind of uh, favorable. And a term, um, in terms of their performance, do you half-flip or ball chase with Ghost in that top six, not E United? I'm that definitely half locked. flipping here. I am half flipping. I am half, half flipping okay. because I, I don't think United is going to stay top six. I think Ghost Gaming is too good. They're going to break into that. Sure. So uh, that's what I mean. Like Ghost Gaming is already in top six in my magical world. Uh, what the heck are you talking about? Okay. So is the top six locked, James, as G2, Energy, Sonic, Space Station, Pittsburgh Knights, and Ghost? Well, like Ghost is today. seventh right now in the standings. <laughs> I know they're seventh, James, but I'm saying we already know who our six best teams are in North America. Is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were saying. To I'm the, sorry. To I, the I apologize. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was where my confusion was lying. Yes, I think those are the top teams for sure. Okay. I, I, I think Flight is finishing tenth for sure, and I think uh, Cloud Nine mix. and Rogue are most likely going to be going to the promotion tournament. Yeah. I think the standings are almost completely accurate, except. United is going to fall off and Ghost is going to inch up. And that's my issue right now, or not issue, but I feel like this league play, I just feel like that top six is going to dominate that bottom four in every like every one of those matches where like maybe we'll get one upset here or there, but it just looks like Ghost Gaming, they look incredible. Sure, they're two and three, but they still look inc- like really good compared to like United where like they sweep Rogue, but... They score five goals, and it just doesn't look like they have a lot of offensive pressure still. And that's playing Rogue, who looked terrible. I'm very concerned that, like, yeah, we're locked in already. We're, we have our top six. I'm ball chasing all the way. Uh, just because, like, like obviously Rogue, Flight, and Cloud9, I think, are out of it almost at this point. Because E-United beat both Cloud9 and Rogue. So E-United is the only one that has a shot. But 
it doesn't look pretty. I think right now for uh, E United personally. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I feel bad doubting them because they've swept Rogue and they've swept Cloud Nine. Sure, but uh, like you said, it's just it's hard to have a ton of confidence when they're also you know having pretty one sided series. However, Ghost and NRG are good teams. Those are the two teams that they lost to. So I will. I will keep my my finger on the pulse of E United and watch as this progresses. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Ghost could have a lackluster performance. Like I could see uh, Cloud Nine even potentially taking Ghost down. I could see. You that. never know. Yeah, you never know. It's, it's possible, but I don't think Ghost is losing to a Rogue. I don't think they're losing. I don't think to they're losing flight. to Rogue. Or did they play I Flight? I think they already played Flight. So right now, United still has to play G two. They have to play Flight. They have to play the Knights Space Station. And the Sonics. So my one thing there is if somehow the Sonics come back down, like out of nowhere, maybe, but I doubt it. And then Pittsburgh Knights, if they just completely fall apart, I think that's the only way that United passes someone. Like, I don't think they pass Ghost. But again, yeah, yeah like uh, if those upsets happen where like I think Ghost would have to lose both Cloud9 and Rogue for that to happen. And I just don't see that happen. The only way I see it is if Pittsburgh Knights for some reason just falls apart. Yeah, and the Knights, they, they have a relatively favorable schedule, to be honest. Yep. They're going to be playing Cloud9, United, uh, and Rogue, and potentially the Sonics, who I think still are under risk of, of kind of cooling off. I think everybody thinks they're they're overperforming at the moment. Yeah. And if they're not, then it's crazy, like how, how much they've improved and how they can take it to these RLCS teams. So Knights have a relatively favorable schedule as well. Yeah, but I'm still ball chasing. Uh, definitely, I think, yeah, our top six is set. I'm with you. Now, I'm with you. Half flipper ball chase Europe, the same exact question. Top six. And I think th- this one's more of a lock. Like, I'm going to ball chase right away. That's Dignitas, Vitality, Veloce, Barcelona, Reciprocity, and Mouse Sports. And I have this one as, like, 95% lock compared to maybe, like, a 80 to 85% lock in North America. But I'm ball chasing all the way. I'm with you. I'm ball chasing you, ball chasing the ball. Cool. That's how awesome. like, I, I'll just, I'm right. I'm right behind you, Gibbs, because <laughs> Europe, the top is so top heavy, like Dignitas, Vitality, Veloce, Barcelona. There's no way. There's no way they drop out of the top six whatsoever. And then you look at the next two teams. It's mouse and reciprocity. Yeah. That's the issue, right? Where That's cr- it's crazy. When we came into the season, like everyone's like, on paper, I feel like there's a top four, and that was Reciprocity and Mouse. But with Barcelona like, and Veloce overperforming like this, but it doesn't look like it's going to stop. And for Veloce, they've already beaten all these teams below them. They're at four and one. Barcelona's at three and one. Like, you just don't see Reciprocity plus Mouse falling down to these one in three or one in four teams like Endpoint, TSM, uh, Team Singularity, who we thought was a lock for seventh, but they've looked worse and worse, it seems like, week in and week out, and Monaco. And, like, I have no faith in any of these teams to make a run back for a top six spot. Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. All of the Rival Series promoted teams are going to be finishing outside of the top six, almost certainly. And then TSM was in the promotion tournament last season and now that they lost alpha you can it kind of makes sense europe yeah. has has uh, has been pretty predictable for the most part it's kind of lived up to our expectations the only thing that i would say is really different is that reciprocity isn't as good and barcelona is much better sure yeah uh the only problem with it being predictable is poor jesse he uh, he's given away 
I think $3,000 worth of credits by doing that match thing. <laughs> like, so it's his own fault. I know, but like, so someone hit the other week, then someone hit on Saturday, and then someone hit on Sunday this week. So they hit on both days. Not the same person, but it's just like, oh, that I, hurts. I even noticed he's been like throwing, like uh, throwing in for his own generic prediction, just throwing in a couple series where he completely makes the opposite <laughs> thing in yeah. case opposite prediction in case anyone's <laughs> copying and pasting. Yep. Yeah. So he's trying. <laughs> I was like, I was like, awesome. man, Jesse, Jesse, he needs, he needs to like ensure all of these competitions to try to hedge some of these bets. Yeah, it's rough, man. It's rough. But the one good thing for at least TSM, I think, out of all these teams, TSM has a favorable schedule down the road, at least a little bit. They get Team Singularity. They get Endpoint in these next two weeks or this one mega weekend. So if they beat both of them and then get an upset somewhere, Mouse, Wreck, or Barca. Maybe, but I still doubt it. I mean, TSM is what one and three right now, so they would need a lot of help as well. But yeah, again, this top six, like it looks locked. But when it comes playoff time again, like all those teams, like, uh, like it's going to be coin flips everywhere. I feel like when we get there, like even if you're in fifth or sixth, I could see them easily, you know, winning two series to make it back to the top four just because all those teams are very talented. Just comes down to who is hot at that time, right? Mm -hmm. So we're still three years away from there. There's more depth, I feel like, in Europe. Sometimes, like our top teams, obviously, NRG is the reigning champs. G2 sure. is looking good. But just looking at all of these teams from Europe is frightening. They are six world-class caliber teams. And at the same time, I wouldn't say NA is that far off. Maybe because Pittsburgh Knights has looked a little shaky. But Ghost, I think, could be a world-class team. They haven't shown it yet, but I think they have that potential. The, well, Pittsburgh the, Knights the, is, uh, is a little rough. You know, I they have the talent. They have the talent, but uh, I don't know if they have the mindset to be sure. champions. It's it's you have to be in the right mindset. You have to be able to get these wins. And Ghost has just lost too many series at the moment for me to put a lot of faith in them. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so that's it for our half flip ball chase segment. We're gonna move on to our fifty fifty. Um, where James, you can brag a little bit here. Uh, so if we look at the records from last week, I went four and three. James went six and one. And so, you know, what's bullshit. What? I'm not sure if we're supposed to curse this podcast, but oh, well, it happened. Um, beep it out that (laughs) go. No, like I'm not gonna do any editing. Come on. Um, (laughs) the two series I lost on ghost for Sonics. I think if everyone looked back, like ghost should have won that series, man. Like they should have happened. And then. You look at Rec Barca, a plus 35 shot differential. Like, James, um, if you came in and were like, all right, like, I'm going to pick Barca, but they're going to shoot 35 less times than Rec, I would put a million dollars on that. I'd be like, if you you're sh- insane. If you show me all the stats without the scoreline, <sighs> then, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I'm thinking Bar- I'm thinking Reciprocity won the game. Oh, I'm thinking Reciprocity man. won the game. But uh, to be honest with you, the, it's, the series played out almost exactly like I was expecting, <laughs> except – for the number of shots that was <laughs> yeah well that's that, that was a big deal bad. to be fair but yes it did go 3-1 like you said and you said that multiple times and i hate you every second for it so you have a two-game lead now we have to talk about the bet we asked people on youtube uh for the comments to uh like see what we would do and some people are a little bit crazy so i think people think that we have way more ruling uh, like over this uh, RLCS show where they're like oh yeah the loser gets to pick what tie the other one wears at the world championship I'm like guys 
we're a professional show. Yeah. <laughs> we can't yeah. just like wear whatever we want. I'm going to have Gibbs wear a top hat next week. Exa- yeah. It's, it's like, like I'm, I'm sorry, guys. We can't do that. So I did see one where someone wears a shirt with the other's face on it at Worlds. And we'll see if we do it during rehearsal or whatever. Um, so, or just make a video about it. Cold open. <laughs> I, I, yeah. See, again, James, I don't know if they would do that. <laughs> I, you know, I could but probably pull some strings. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. So what we'll do is if uh, I win, then James would have to wear a shirt with my face on it. But there's going to be a one-liner below. And that's where we need your help again on YouTube comments. What should that one-liner be for me? And then what should that one-liner be for James? So if James wins, I wear a shirt with his face on it with a one-liner below that as well. So uh, let us know what you think. No swear words, like nothing that could get us in trouble. Because again, like people just want us to do whatever we want on the show. Uh, So... So come up with some good one-liners, and me and James will choose, and then we will have the bet completely settled by next week, and then obviously we'll wait to the end of the season to see what goes down. But on that, James, we got to do some 50-50s for this week. And uh, I got to say, in North America, there's not a lot of great games in terms of games that should be close. I have two, and that's across the two different days. Uh, so I have Pittsburgh Knights versus Sonics. Who do you think is going to take that one? I think that the oh, this one is so tough. I'm going to keep I'm going to stay with the Sonics because Dat Pack. Dat Pack. I love I love honestly Dapper even the, like regardless of how well he plays on the field. He's been playing quite well. Chalk has been playing he's been having like an MB, MVP season. If oh, yeah. if if the Sonics continue to play and get wins and if they win this here and Shock has another even like decent performance as long as it's not bad and they get the win, I think Shock, he he has to be in the conversation for MVP in his rookie season. Absolutely. Like, I don't think anyone's even close to him right now. Because I feel like energy right now, it's been like a little bit extra turbo, but it's still like Garrett and Justin like pull their weight. For G2, you could say JNAPS or Rizzo. I think probably. it's JNAPS right now. Yeah, JNAPS exactly, yeah. is, is the leader, except he hasn't even had a, an, a major week every week. Shock sure. has had some singular moments that I think propel him to a clear number one how many did he have every single overtime uh, goal last week uh so he he basically won every game for them i felt like i think it was he he had the two overtime winners and then one game didn't go to overtime but he made some big plays i think to get them the win yeah he so and that was such a big series it's against ghost who's a team that is talented and people are expecting to finish near the top so shock clear number one for mvp so how can i not pick the sonics in that game I'm like, I have to go with you too with Sonics. Like I'm not uh, like completely sold on them still, but obviously Pittsburgh Knights are, it's kind of like a downhill trend right now. Sure. They had that one week where they look really good against coast, but I do feel like it has to be like Reynolds has to play perfect to get AJ involved and all that. And I feel like they, they can't do that every single week. And so I still worry about Pittsburgh Knights. I'm worrying a lot less, obviously like about the Sonics because they keep pulling out wins, even though they should have lost last week. But I'm going to go Sonics as well. Now, the other one on Monday um, is Ghost Gaming versus G2. It's the only other game that I feel like is uh, could be close. Uh, so who do you got for that? I'm going to go G2 on this. So I'm this, going G2. So this one I'm scared about, James, because G2, sure, they're 4-0. They haven't played anyone. They've played Pittsburgh Knights. That's it. Out of, like, the top teams. 
So, like last season, when Ghost played J2, uh, we were uh, we talked about the stats of, like, they just bully bad teams, G2. And when they play against good teams, they were not doing as well. And then Ghost wound up taking that series. I'm going to go Ghost here. Now, I think it All is right, an this, upset. This is your chance. Yeah, this is your, your chance to. I mean, it's no, not I, like I, the hugest of upsets. But I have to try and catch up here. <laughs> you got to. Yeah, this is if this is going to be one where you're going to go against the grain a little bit. I think it makes a lot of sense for me I, uh, being in the lead. I'm just going to take the safe pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the safe just, pick. Just, G2. Just pick the favorites. Yeah. Yeah, they're still the favorite. Yeah, they're still the favorite. I love the way G2 is playing. JNAP's uh, is having a great season. Chicago's having a good season. The only thing I, that I would say that's holding it back from a great season is his shooting yeah, accuracy. In some games, has been a little, a bit, a little bit challenging. But overall, Ghost or uh, G2 is the favorite in this matchup. Uh, but Ghost easily could see them getting a win here. Yeah, that's my only worry. Just because G2 again, when their uh, play style is on. They just look so dominant because they just hold the ball like on the other half and just dominate throughout an entire series. But when they get tested, or at least last season, they started to fall apart. Now, I don't think that they are that bad anymore. Uh, like I think they will have a like top three finish for the season. But I'm going to go Ghost because I think Ghost, they have to win a big one at some point, right? Yeah, and Atomic, <laughs> so, Atomic can carry. Atomic can yeah. carry. And last week, even though Ghost uh, lost, Illusion was hitting some bangers. He had some very impressive goals. So they have all of the talent. They have all of the pieces to honestly be the best or if not close to the best team in North America. It's just uh, figuring out all the bigger picture that is, is holding them back right now. Yeah. All right, James. So because there's only two NA games that are like kind of close, I want you to pick two upsets, and if you get them right, we'll do just one. Like I'm gonna count as one win each. Can I um, can I can I dip into the double header? Yes. So so both well. so both sides. So week five or week six, uh, in terms of the double header game. So you get to pick two, and we'll see how they all play out. Okay, so this one is gonna sound like a bit of a pega pick, but I I'm gonna stick next to my guns. I think Cloud Nine has the ability to get the upset over Space Station. I okay. think this is going to be. A bounce back week for Cloud9. I've put my faith in them before. It hasn't been rewarded, but I think that it's it's possible. And honestly, there's not that many upset picks that are available, to be honest. Like, sure. what else am I going to pick? Am I going to pick right. United over G2? No, no way. No way I'm picking United over G2. Knights over NRG? No way. All right. So, James, like, how, uh, how about this? So, you pick the first one. I'm going to go C9 over NRG then. Because I do oh think. Oh my gosh. That if that happens, oh my goodness. Because <laughs> I do think, like, energy sometimes, like, yeah, whatever. That they'll probably smack around PK, but, like, we're going to finish top two. It doesn't matter. Kind of forget that they have to play on Monday. Like, like I think Turbo's going to wake up late and, be like, oh man, we got to play. And, like, Cloud9, I think they have the potential to win at least against one of these teams. And since you chose Space Station, and I don't want to be the same, I'm going to choose energy because why not? Why not? Okay, well, that that's crazy. I tell you, if either <laughs> one of us are right, I think we both deserve a big pat on the back. All right, so I'm <laughs> going to pick the next one then. Uh, I'm trying to think here. Let's see. They're tough. There's not that many. There really isn't because, you know. Upset favorites. When E United plays three times, it's hard to. You know uh, what? I'll, I'll give you the Ghost Gaming over G2. I think with, with the current status, Gibbs, if you yeah. pick that as an upset, I would pass it. You know, it's borderline upset. Yeah, but, but 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 that was our 50-50 pick, so I can't pick that. So it, it's like this is just to see if one of us gets one random one right. You know what I'm going to pick? I'm going to pick what? Flight over E-United. Uh, I mean, okay. Like, I think it's an upset. 
it's an upset because they're dead last yeah come on it's still an upset so i'm gonna pick flight over e united for my other upset just because united plays so much on their own half flight they never pass when they're on offense but their solo plays are insane i'm gonna go flight there okay i think for me then i know it's hard looking at what's available there's really (laughs) there's really not much uh I mean, again, these are bonus points, James. Like, I'm going to pick Rogue bonus. over the Knights then. Rogue over okay. the Knights. Okay, like I thought that was probably my other one that, that I was thinking. So, okay, Rogue over Pittsburgh Knights. In case Pittsburgh Knights, because if they go 0-2 on Saturday, that's rough. Because then they're like, oh, man, we lost the Sonics and Energy. That They could be really demoralized going into Rogue, where Rogue is playing for everything at that point. Yes. To stay alive for playoffs. I could First definitely see that happen. has uh, pop-off potential. Kronovi's playing well. Wonder, I think, is uh, the, he's there was still last week. Some of the things on defense we saw from Wonder were uh, questionable. They yeah. were questionable. <laughs> it it was, was, offense was good. So it was, it was so funny because it was, uh, I think it was Jorby. He just walks into the green room to James and Crelly, I think it was, right? Where he's like, man, Gibbs just called Wonder a clown. And that's yes. all he says to you guys. Yes. Yeah, and that's both all he of told you us. just come out and you're like, dude, did you call Wonder a clown? And I was <laughs> like, let me at least preface this by saying he was a showman on the field. He was a magician on offense and a clown on defense. So I didn't directly going call with him like a, a party entertainer thing. Exactly. Like, you know. I missed sure, the context. I, yeah, I kind of called him a clown, but it was more because it was, you know, fun wordplay or whatever. You got mainstream media. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jorby, just call me out <laughs> in the green room. I'm like, come on, Jorby, what, what are we doing here? All right, let's move over to Europe, where there's a couple extra games, actually a decent amount. Uh, so let's try and get through these pretty quick. TSM versus Team Singularity. Singularity. Yeah, I know, yeah. I don't even think we have to talk about this, because I don't want to talk about TSM. So, okay, okay we're going to move on. <laughs> reciprocity. Oh, wait, I don't know why I have reciprocity versus endpoint. Never mind. Yeah, that is, reciprocity. Yeah, we'll just write it in, because why not? So it'll pad our records. And then when there is a an upset, um, we will both look foolish. I want to make sure that's a game. Because I feel endpoint, like... Endpoint is a team that uh, I think could pull off an upset against almost anybody. See, but so I think I... So I think I know why I put that. I was trying to bait you because you hate reciprocity so much that I was yeah. trying to bait Reci- you. And also the the uh, schedule's been kind of tough to be to be honest with you. It's been tough for Endpoint. They've played Veloce like that. I think you you could say that Veloce is a tough matchup. They're sitting at four and one plus seven game differential, like just you know tie almost tie, well same record as Vitality for second place. So they played Vitality, Veloce, and Barca. And honestly, I think those are the best teams in Europe right now. Yeah. And the only team that they haven't, uh, or the well, only team that's Vitality the they played is ASM. Yeah. Vi- yeah. Th- I mean, they've already played Vitality. They lost to Vitality. They lost to Veloce. They lost to Barca. Uh, and so, so Endpoint. Uh, Reciprocity, he plays Vitality this week. This week. I'm saying for Endpoint. Oh, Endpoint. endpoint. I'm sorry. I got you. Okay. My, my point. So I, that's why I'm saying I don't think that you want to discount Endpoint sure. too much in this series because uh, they've had a very tough schedule. So even though they're playing reciprocity, reciprocity, and in Europe, no games are free. This oh, endpoint team is a, is still a very dangerous team. Now, they're very dangerous. I, Monaco, I don't think is as dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah. So like endpoint, I think they're the ones that again have a shot to move into that top six. They have to beat they have to beat reciprocity though to have even a case for that. I feel like at this point. Um, so we'll see. Like if our top six are locked or not by that game, but we're both going reciprocity there for sure. Uh, Barcelona versus Dignitas. This one's tough. 
This is a, di- a difficult one, and I think I'm going to keep riding the Barcelona hype train here. All right, all right. I'm going to keep riding the Barcelona hype train. I'm going to give you a chance to catch know, up. Because obviously we're going to dig, obviously. We, yes. we already know this. I'm a dig fanboy th- through and through. Barcelona does look good, though, man. My one concern with Barcelona, like, when you have a great defensive performance, I'm like, that's great. But you can't have that every week. If that happens again, nine times out of ten, but you're going to lose The beautiful, in that situation. The beautiful thing for me, though, is is that Barcelona, a lot of the times, isn't going to have to do that. They're a team that oh, yeah, if, they they're, if, they're going, if they get out ahead and they, they're winning the boost game and they're uh, feeling good and feeling speedy, they're a team that will do that to you, where they'll keep the shots coming to you. They'll keep you... Uh, stuck in your own net. So uh, yeah. Barcelona, I love I love the way they're playing. I think that they're playing uh, near the top. Like I I think that they are, are a contender for top two. And with a win here, that's going to move that top two goal even uh, even further up for them. So this will be such a fun match to watch. This is probably the match of the week. Yeah. Uh, Dignitas, I think they play a little conservative where they don't use a lot of boost. And I think that is a lot because of who they had to play so far. Um, so even if Barca is trying to take that boost, I think Dig will find ways out of their own half with Astral or Violent Panda doing something. So I think they'll be okay. Uh, even if they do get pressured by Barca. And then if they do get counterattacks, obviously probably the best team passing team is Dignitas probably followed right behind by Barca just because of how they've been yeah. doing so well. Like Devo has been doing a great job on the passing side. So he really um, has. It's going to be like that is definitely it feels like a top two match or like who's like possibly number one. I think the other number okay, one I'm that, with you that has a chance vitality, vitality versus reciprocity. And I feel like you have to go vitality here just based on what reciprocity has shown lately. Vitality looks good that they look strong. All three players are uh, playing incredibly well. And if they're playing incredibly well, they're going to win games. It's just when they start getting on top of one another, when they lose that momentum, that's when they get inconsistent. Usually that's still enough to make it to the world championships uh, for them. When reciprocity is inconsistent, that's where they fall out of that conversation for the world championship. And that's where they are right now. Yeah, and and, uh, a lot of these top teams are going to start to run into each other. Most teams, like Dignitas and Vitality, they haven't played yet. Uh, Mouse and Barca hasn't played yet. Mouse and Vitality hasn't played yet. A lot of these top teams haven't really played. So we're going to start seeing, we're going to, we're getting into the home stretch here where the teams will start to to, uh, sort themselves out. Yeah. And Vitality, uh, that loss to Singularity might really come back to haunt them. But uh, with with Vitality, I think Alpha just started slow. And now that Alpha is feeling comfortable and he has a few uh, weeks of good performances under his belt, Vitality, I think, has the uh, most potential to be the best team right now. So I can't pick that. I can't pick. I cannot pick reciprocity here. It's impossible. Uh, This week, too, it's like we're going to start seeing teams clinch playoffs, right? Or clinch at least their RLCS spot back for next season just because of how many games are left. Where uh, after this week, at most teams have three games left and a lot of teams have two games left. So uh, there's not much left to play. So now we'll move into the Monday games where I think there's two big ones. Uh, Veloce versus Mouse. Who do you got there? So Gibbs, I know you're gonna pick Mouse here. Uh, yeah, I know, because you know I hate I hate Veloce. You, you're not a big Veloce guy. Now, now I don't hate Veloce anymore. I want to just put this out here that I like what Veloce is doing now. Like over these last two weeks, and I did pick him to go 2-0 last week, which wasn't that hard because they're playing you know lower end teams. But I like Veloce a lot more with what they're doing now. But I still like Mouse more. <laughs> so you you got Mouse here, and I'll give you another opportunity to catch up just to make wow. things interesting. You're so nice. You're so nice. I'm going to go Veloce because 
you I want to get I want to give them the respect that they're earning. I want to give them the respect that they're earning. I I I enjoy watching them play. I I like watching uh Veloce play because one, a lot of times things happen that you don't expect. It's always fun to be surprised. There was one play this past week where Cassio had bumped a defender into the ball right at the perfect <laughs> time when the second defender was coming to oh, challenge man. and he got it by both of them. He he pool he <laughs> pool shot bump past to himself completely getting it by the defense and then got that ball passed into the middle. Then also shortly after that kickoff goal for Veloce, they, they just manage to get goals when they are in dire need of them. Yeah. And they're, they're a clutch. The clutch factor is there for Veloce. So I, I just like watching the play. I like watching uh freaky down in the middle, banging shots off these passes from flame and from Casio. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're a fun team. They're a fun team. Obviously, I'm not a huge fan of Freaky's Twitter game <laughs> at times. How does he find but, something to complain about after a 2-0 week? That's what I it, wonder. You know, he always finds some way to complain. I, come on, It keeps Freaky. him fueled. He, I guess. He's, he's a dude oh, who, who uses that for fuel. I love it. I love it, and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> oh, Freaky. Uh, but I have to go Mouse just because, again, what Mouse did this week really sold me on that team. I expect that to continue. They play TSM. Uh, the day before, so that's a great confidence booster right there. And then they go in and they'll play Veloce. So I think Mouse is is beginning to fire on all cylinders, and I don't think that'll change when they play TSM. So I think they'll still ramp up to go against Veloce. But definitely, that game is very important for like, will you be a three four seed or a five six, mm-hmm. and possibly a top two? Obviously, that's still like in the running, but that could matter a lot come playoff time that matchup. But the final one. And what many consider the greatest Rocket League series in history, mm-hmm. Vitality versus Dignitas from the last World Championship, that rematch. Who do you got here, James? This is a very, very difficult pick. This is a very difficult pick. Um, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. All right. Do well, it. then I'll do it first. James. <laughs> I'm going Vitality. I'm going Vitality here. I think just what they're doing uh, lately with all three players, like Fairy Peaks hitting his shots now, where I thought early in the season he wasn't. K-Dop is dishing the ball. Alpha playing so incredibly smart now, where, like, when he has time, he'll go for the dribble play, but then into a pass, not go for the solo plays. And again, I think that was the thing people were worried about coming into the season, of just, like, he's going to continue to do his solo play style. It's like, no, he's got K-Dop and Fairy Peak. He knows he doesn't have to anymore. And that's a very... uh like the same thing that happened at Fairy Peak when he was playing with Pashi and he had his worst season ever. It's because he just couldn't trust. And I feel like for all three players on on uh, Vitality right now, they can trust uh, in one another. I think they are slightly better than Dig right now because, again, Dig, very easy schedule. Then they go up against Mouse and they get tested and they almost yeah. lose that series. So like, I think Dig is a very good team. I think Vitality's better. I'm going to go Vitality. You know, Gabs, I'm going to go with you on Vitality. Damn I think it, James. we're supposed to. <laughs> I, I know. I get, hey, I, you know, to be fair, I've given you, I've given That's you some true. chances. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I've given you some okay. chances okay. to catch up. And I, <laughs> I said earlier, uh, before the season when they picked up Alpha, that I thought this was going to be the best Rocket League team in the world. So I want to pick them here because this is where they really start to prove that this is a, a very important matchup for top two Alpha has to have a good series here this is this is one of the big reasons why you pick up an alpha is to get wins in this situation and get yourself that guaranteed spot at the world championship that can't be understated how valuable 
top two is. Yeah. It is so important, especially in a deep European region. So this is the series that that where you, you you know you're starting to pay pay the rent, pay the bills. Alpha's gotta show up for this one. I think he's gonna do it. And Vitality will get the win over Dignitas. I hope it's even half as entertaining as the world championship series was. We can see some fireworks. Yeah, we'll see how Astral does. I feel like Astral during that like the greatest series ever. Like I felt like a dig would have won that like um if he didn't tilt for like three straight games. There was like one big mistake, I think it was game three or game two. And then he tilted for like two extra games and Vitality wins the ball, they're up three one, and then it's like, well, it's very hard to beat anyone three times in a row, so uh, they wound up losing that series. Like I don't think Astral is like that anymore. He had a big week, uh, some big plays versus Mouse, uh, so it should be closer. But yeah, like, I think R- just like RV is firing on all cylinders. But there's always that potential from them to just kind of fall apart for a series, like like these past two seasons have been. So we'll see what happens. It should be really fun. Um, and then only two weeks left after that, James. We only got two weeks. Week seven, week eight. Not a lot of games left. Again, a lot of spots are going to be clinching soon for at least top six. Uh, it's been fun seeing how how the uh, the league play has been shaping up. For most, for the most part, exactly as expected. I would say the only thing for us that wasn't really as expected is we didn't think the Knights and Ghosts were going to be struggling as much as they are, and we didn't think Sonics would be doing as well. I think that's the only surprising thing so far this league play. Yeah, and maybe how bad Cloud Nine has been. Like I think Barca and Veloce as well being like doing this well, I think has been a slight surprise. But I think like pretty much everyone had them top six anyway, so it doesn't change things too much unless they do finish top two. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a good run, an exciting run at the end. Make sure you guys tune in Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. We're working overtime, James. Yeah, but you know you what? You know what? I told them that it's triple my rate. Oh, true. true. I, forgot I said it's that. triple my rate, and I want a black SUV picking me up, tinted mm-hmm. windows, and uh, make sure that that thing's loaded with gushers. <laughs> and uh, you know that you know I, I I'm I'm okay. I'll be okay, okay working. See, I actually get double the rate when it's daylight savings time because for us. On that European broadcast, we got to wake up an hour oh, earlier. Gosh, that's so gonna be fun. We have to get to up at like five thirty a.m. Oh, that's gonna be grand. Well, and then that leads season. into the next day where we have the double header. <laughs> so, it's going. Yeah. This is going to be a nightmare. Of so, a weekend. <laughs> so I actually get double pay on Sunday plus a lot of beef jerky. So that's what I get on wait, Sunday. Wait. But you get gushers on Monday. So all right, yeah. we'll we'll have to share. We'll have to share for sure. I right, uh, we'll um, get some bartering in. But that's it for the pre-flip, not the half-flip episode two brought to you by prediction that is two e's and it's the same in the name the pre-flip two e's uh prediction esports that is their twitch go check it out we are live every tuesday times change sometimes we're gonna try and hit 3 p.m most of the time but we'll let you know on twitter if that changes that's gib zero oh zero and go james bot go on twitter and then besides that, YouTube, Prediction Esports as well, two E's, and uh, my YouTube, Gib00. So you, you can check out the show there for all the fun live stuff where we talk about the hitboxes, which probably be a little bit valuable to look at there. But it's also on iTunes and Spotify. So definitely download those and just listen on the go. Because honestly, there's not a ton of visual components. And I'm the only one so far with a webcam and you know we just want to see James Bot with webcam. So yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll have it set up soon. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I spent all yesterday on the phone with Comcast. It was uh, not good. That's that's always fun. Yeah, I, a bad internet is something you never wish on anyone. No. Not your worst enemies. It's it's terrible. Uh, but that's it. 
the pre-flip episode two in the books. We'll see you this weekend for ROCS and we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode. Thanks, James. Thank you, Gibbs. Bye. Bye.